weekend is here, and we're breaking down the teams that you're passionate about. Oh, really? This is the Saturday Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. to the Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. I'm Jay Catch. That is Alex Lundberg. Joachim Lundy is what we like to go by here on the show. Excited to catch up with our guest here, Sam Farnsworth from KSL TV, KSL Sports, and also Sports Beat. Sam, what is up? How are you, sir? Good. It's good to hear you, Nate. Hey, so Sam... First things first, let's get a little bit of the background of how you and I know each other. I told Lundy, Alex, uh, my co-host here, that you and I have known each other for many, many years. Do you want to help uh, yeah. fill him in on this? Yeah, so uh, we grew up in, uh, you know, obviously most people are familiar with the term ward, so we were in the same ward growing up. Uh, Nate's dad is one of my all-time favorite guys. Uh, he, he was one of my youth leaders growing up and i really looked up to him when i was in in that 13 14 year old range 14 15 that ballpark is is when i really got to know him and i really looked up to him so uh yeah uh, that and nate was just a little guy back then he was just just a little primary kid you know dinking around uh, the church house you know so <laughs> but yeah. uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool how it's all come full circle so, yeah so that's actually exactly what it is yeah so having a good time with that uh so Let's talk a little bit, obviously, about the upcoming Olympics. You guys at KSL are going to be covering it from top to bottom, being the NBC affiliate here. Can you kind of fill us in on what the plans are? So, I mean, it's you're going to see a lot less of me when the Olympics begins. Not that anyone cares that much, but our our news time is going to go down quite a bit, you know, because the Olympic coverage, NBC, and their plans uh, – you know, year in, year out when they cover the Olympics, uh, they they invest quite a bit into their, their Olympic coverage. And as a result, it preempts just about anything else that's on the airwaves at KSL. You know, we'll still have some news spots. But, um, you know, for the most part, opening ceremonies begins on the 23rd of July. And, and I think from a viewer perspective, people who are at home who are used to sitting down and watching the Olympics, it's going to be a very familiar setting to what we're normally used to. Uh, with the Olympics, obviously, at the Olympics, as we know now, it, it's going to be quite different with no fans allowed. Um, but from all all accounts that that we've been receiving, it still sounds like the Olympics are are you know full steam ahead as far as the competitions go. Awesome, Sam. With the uh, Olympics coming up as well, like you know, how does that affect the normal broadcast? kind of things that you do at this time, you know, with college football leading in as well, does that kind of interrupt things? Does it help complement it? Does it, you know, how does, how does that affect what you guys are doing? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it does a little bit of both. I I think it it definitely interrupts a lot of, because we normally have our sports beat shows on Saturdays uh, and Sundays, which, you know, Saturdays it's a full 30 minute sports program on Sundays. It's a 45 minute sports program and we will not have those at all during the three weeks of the Olympics because it'll be all Olympic coverage. But at the same time, 
um, yeah, I think it does kind of help complement a, a little bit because it gets, it, you know, in, in the long run from a KSL perspective, you know, more eyeballs are watching our channel and they might see a few more of our promotions and things like that. And by the time the Olympics begin, we're starting to dive almost 100% into football by then, which is perfect. You know, uh, college football just a couple weeks after that, high school football even before then uh, with our uh, Friday night high school and Saturday high school shows that we do. So I think it, it will help uh, maybe bring a little bit of awareness. So, it, you know, it's yet yet to be seen what we'd have to wait to see what ratings say. But, uh, you know, it does a little bit of both. It definitely will interrupt our regular routine. But hopefully in the end, it, it builds momentum for us as we go into football. There's been a lot going on with just kind of Olympics and uh, both spectators, uh Athletes getting to the Olympic Games. I saw that. I think it was Fiji. Uh, they were flying in on a on a plane that actually is delivering meat to uh, Japan, of all <laughs> things. Like, and the logistics of it are absolutely insane. It's just kind of what it's going on. Is KSL planning on sending any of the reporters, whether it's on the news side, the sports side, over to Tokyo? Yes, uh, and we have three going. We have Shara Park, who's uh, the morning news anchor, Alex Cabrero, he's one of our news reporters, and then Jeremiah Jensen, okay. uh, one, you know, one of our sports anchors for Sportsbeat, he's also going. So th- those three, along with a couple of photographers, are going. And KSL, NBC stations, because uh, because NBC, you know, purchases the rights to Olympic coverage for many, many hundreds of millions of dollars, um, uh, then the NBC affiliates uh, get that access. That a lot of other stations don't get. And as a result, I think a lot of NBC affiliates will tend to invest by sending, you know, their, their faces, their reporters out there to be seen and to report from the games. But not only that, Salt Lake City, you know, with the Olympic Games, the Winter Olympic Games that were here in 2002, Salt Lake City has become and is a very strong Olympic market. It's got one of the strong, in fact, it has the strongest, uh, the, the highest rated market for Olympic coverage in the nation. And so uh, us sending our, our, our reporters and, uh, you know, having a presence in Tokyo is, is important for us as well because it, it certainly, um, you know, adds to, to that dynamic. So. Uh, so with the Olympics this year, you know, it's kind of, as we all know, it's, it's due to a weird year last year. It's the delayed mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, so these Summer Olympics are actually like, what, six months away from the Winter Olympics that are coming up. Uh, right. Does that kind of – are you planning on doing the same kinds of things when the, the Winter Olympics go to Beijing uh, later, you know, early next year? Are you sending reporters there? Does it also kind of, like, affect your normal broadcast schedule as well with that coming so close on the heels of the Summer Olympics? Right. Yeah, and yeah, so we, we're already making a lot of Beijing plans here at KSL as well because because it's so close, you know, and, and so soon after. It's, it's, this is a big year for NBC stations because we've got the summer games uh, going on now. Uh, in February, we'll also have the Super Bowl on NBC uh, at the same time, as, right, right before the Olympic Games or right about the same time as the Olympic Games are going on. Uh, in Beijing, the Winter Olympics on NBC. So, yeah, we're already putting plans into effect. I don't know how much I'm supposed to reveal about what our just strategy is all. for Beijing. Yet, yeah, but, just spill but it all I, right I, now. I, hey, I, I have no problem saying this part, is that the plan is for me to go to Beijing ah, as, okay. as a part of that team. So I'm pretty excited about that, and, and I think it's going to be a great opportunity, not only for me, but it's going to be awesome for KSL again 
to, to have that continued Olympic presence that they've established over the past several years. That's the fun part about it is just the the Olympics, their eyeballs literally from all over the globe. And I, you mentioned the fact that Salt Lake City is just a strong market here because of, we've had the Winter Olympics here. And I think there's a very uh, internationally focused uh, fan base mm-hmm. here because of LDS missions, people moving in from out of state. People pay attention to what's going on. And I think that's the fun part about it is. Uh, and I also, Sam, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what's going on here, of course, l- closer to home. Uh, the jazz season in the rearview mirror here. I know you were engrossed in it as much as anybody w- over there at KSL and KSL Sports. What were some of your takeaways from the season overall for the jazz? Well, I mean, things were going great for quite a while there, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, they, they end up getting that number one seed, uh, in which is something they hadn't done uh, previously, the number one seed in the NBA. And going into the playoffs, injuries just got in the way. And, and I think I, along with every other Jazz fan or, or reporter out there, feels the same way. You, you have that, that big what-if going on in the back of your head, especially as you've seen these playoffs uh, unfold and you see the Suns and Bucks in the finals. I don't think there's many... Uh, basketball analysts or fans out there that that would believe the the Suns or Bucks could beat a fully healthy jazz team you know I think I think a fully healthy jazz team would have a very good chance at winning this year's NBA finals with you know hindsight 2020 and all how we've seen it unfold but yeah certainly uh that's just that that was the problem that's what got in the way I I think that series against Memphis that first round series against Memphis was a great picture of what this Utah Jazz team could have been moving forward throughout the playoffs. Had Donovan not retweaked the ankle, had Mike not uh, retweaked his hamstring, um, I think that was a good picture of what we would have seen moving forward throughout the playoffs. And it's unfortunate we didn't get to see it unfold and see what could have happened. So you just have to keep fingers crossed that they can stay healthy and, and you know run it back next year. Kind of piggybacking off of that answer a little bit, what do you think are some of the main storylines going into this offseason for the Utah Jazz? Well, number one is, is clearly going to be Mike Conley. Are they going to re-sign him? Does he stay? Does he go? He's going to have options. There's no doubt there's going to be multiple teams out there that, um, that will want him. The, the problem for the Jazz is if they can't convince Mike Conley to stick around with those bird rights that allow them to go over the cap to keep him, then they're kind of they're bound, you know, with how much money is already being spent on the rest of the roster. They don't really have many other options out there. So the Jazz, it's Mike Conley or bust kind of an off season. But I think Mike Conley, I, I really do believe that Mike Conley and the Jazz both know that they're better together. You know, so a lot of it's just going to depend on uh, how much Mike wants to be here, if he wants a bigger payday somewhere else, uh, you know, if he wants to, I don't know, go somewhere closer to home I you know whatever you know whatever that may be so uh, but ultimately I think both sides understand that when healthy they know what they can do together and what they can be together it's just a matter of a few you know dollars and cents working out the right the right contract and hopefully it gets worked out for the Jazz. I think we're all in agreement on that one there uh, I want to tell you a little bit about college football this upcoming fall obviously the hope is that we have a a full slate of games, 12 games for all the local teams, all that stuff goes down. What are kind of some of your thoughts as we look about, we're about a month away from fall camps opening here. What are your expectations for the Utes, Cougars, and Aggies? 
I think we're going to be surprised um, a, a little bit. And, and what I mean by that, as far as Utah and BYU goes, um, I think I think Utah fans and BYU fans might have pleasant surprises. I, I really think both teams are going to be solid teams this year. I think Utah is going to be, you know, even though they had a lot of turnaround from years ago, they only had a handful of games last year. Looks like we may have lost Sam there, middle of his answer. I actually do want to hear what he he's yeah. surprised. What were we surprised about, Sam? That's, that's you know, that's quite the uh, accidental tease there. It's all <laughs> right. Know, just getting well, us uh, the joys of live radio, man. Let me tell oh, you. Yeah. Trust me. The, the, the funny thing is, this happens on DJ and PK's show all the time. Like, <laughs> like more than I care to admit and expect. It happens all the time. So it just, but I'm excited. Mm. We'll have Sam back here hopefully in just a moment. Oh, okay. Got him back. So, Sam, you were in the middle. You said we're going to be surprised <laughs> by these local teams, and then it cut out. So, fire away. Uh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, so what I was getting at is I, I think I think Ute fans and Cougar fans will be happy, I guess. Uh, I, my, my take is that I think both teams will exceed expectations. I think the Utes will be a strong contender for the Pac-12 South Division. Um, it seems like no matter what year in and year out, this is just how good of a coach I think Coach Witt is. His his ability to uh, develop talent within the team and recruit, you know, turn three star guys into four and five star talents, and and nowadays the ability for them to recruit four star guys across the country, um, they've just shown year in and year out that they're going to be a pretty darn competitive team just about every season. I expect that from the Utes for sure. BYU, uh, on the other hand, you know, of course we all know about the talent that they've lost primarily at quarterback. But you look at that offense, you look at all of the playmakers that they have at wide receiver, especially with the addition of the Nakua brothers. You still have Romney there. Uh, you've got Isaac Rex at tight end. You've got Algier and Katoa in the backfield. You still have solid offensive linemen. It almost feels like no matter who's going to be plugged in to replace Zach, it is set up for that offense to succeed. So I think, um, you know, obviously the schedule is going to be much more challenging than last year. So, We'll find out just how good they are really quick. But at the same time, I, I believe that BYU is still uh, got a strong chance at a good eight, eight, nine win season. All right. Well, we'll look forward to it. Of course, we'll be watching your guys' coverage of the Olympics. It's something I enjoy watching. And I, I do like, and by the way, I was going to ask you, I forgot to ask you this earlier. In terms of live coverage versus tape delay stuff, obviously, Tokyo, opposite side of the world, how are they handling that on the NBC side of things? Well, they still got to fit it into, you know, uh, American prime time. Yeah. And, and, you know, so the, uh, a lot of it will still be not live, you know. Okay. Um, uh, and, and in the world we live in today, obviously you're still going to be able to find results however you want to yeah, sure. at, at the moment of the results, whether it's on the web or, or whatever. But we know that people still want to see it. Whether they already know the results or not, we know people still want to see it. And there's a lot of people that, just like with your favorite the uh, you know, show that you like to binge watch. You, you try to avoid social media if you don't want spoilers. So, um, and 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 with the other networks, you know, NBC Sports and the other networks that that they use for the Olympics, there will be some live coverage as well. So there's there'll be a mix of the two. Don't you love the digital age where you can have multiple channels and put some of it live? And obviously, like you said, tape delay a bunch of it for NBC and all that fun stuff. Well, Sam, thanks for checking in with us. We'll look forward to doing it again soon. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Nate. All right, guys. Uh, so. 
let's talk now. Uh, so that's the interesting part about the Olympic side, side of the thing is you want to get the results. You obviously want to know how American athletes or whatever country you're rooting for go is, man, I would have a hard time being able to watch it once I know the results. That's just kind of how, how I am. But at the same time, I also get it like with the Olympics, you still want to see people do amazing things. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, this is some of the greatest athletes in the world at a myriad of different like events, things that we don't typically normally watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's once every four years that everybody just gets hyped about swimming. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean. Well, the, the funny thing is that people are like, oh, swimming actually exists. Yeah, it does. It exists in the other three years on the interim. We get that. But it very much comes back into the consciousness when the Olympics come around. Yeah. So it's it's really fun. Like, you know, and like it's going to be one of those things where I feel like I try this every two years alternating with summer and winter, but I try to watch as much live as possible because I'm one of those people that it's, it's harder for me to watch it already knowing that it happened. Um, but I mean, I, I still do that because a lot of the time it's like, this is at 3am and I try (laughs) to wake up and watch it and I fall asleep during it anyway and miss it. And so, you know, watch it in prime time anyway. So they had the summer games in 08 over there in Beijing and they so they were going to tape delay the gold medal game for the team USA in the basketball, but they also showed it live. Um, somebody was up very late. It was actually like really early in the morning, and I was whooping and hollering in my parents' basement. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. My mom was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm watching LeBron James. Leave me alone." Man, those 08 Olympics in Beijing. Those are probably my favorite Olympics that I watched, that I've watched over the years. Like, just Beijing put on a great Summer Olympics. Uh-huh. So that's the one that is kind of the standard for me, usually. Well, and you had Phelps doing what he was doing. Man. You had the Team USA in basketball. There was a lot of great things that came out of those Olympics, especially yeah. for the Team USA. But Beijing, they put on a show. Yep. And I believe that this Tokyo Olympics is the first time that baseball and softball are back since Beijing. Yep. yep, they're back. So, and they're only back for this games. They're going to skip Paris, come back for the LA games in 28. Who knows what beyond that will hold? But mm-hmm. I'm just hoping we have the Winter Olympics back here in 2030. That's just fingers crossed. That's what I'm hoping for. But we'll find out about that. Bond uh, to get a couple responses here on Twitter. We sent in um, Clint Peterson. I've watched Floyd's entire career. 50-50 chance. Ha 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 ha. Eric. You're in the you're in the like the smallest minority I can think of on this. I, I I'm I'm being honest. Well, <laughs> it's often those with <laughs> the most correct takes oh. that uh, are in the smallest minority. So okay. uh, Do you yeah. find any figures that back that up? Oh, good. Because <laughs> I, I I disagree with that. Science is for nerds. Hey, we all know that you can do whatever you want in this day and age. Yeah. Uh, Chris Barrett also saying from earlier our earlier conversation about the 10 second thing with uh, he sent this in. The 10-second foul shot rule is something that Carl Malone used to be criticized for, just like Giannis. I remember as a kid watching playoff games and hearing crowds counting when he was shooting. That's when there was a 10-second rule. Chris, that's a good point there. You're probably – there are many probably with you on that. And then also um, one other – oh, two other ones here from uh, uh, Scooter Burke saying – Hey, I just wanted to get your guys' thought on what you think the Utah Jazz will do in terms of signing potentially a guy like Kevin Love from the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's intriguing. It's probably worth discover, discussing at a future point. Yeah, I, I mean, never say never. It's not something that I would have consciously thought of, but you know, I'm sure that 
they'll at least maybe discuss it. I don't know how long they'll discuss it, but I'm sure that they would weigh that option. And then Clint, at 24-7 Lundy, at Eric18Utah, do not go to Utah County with Jacob C. Hatch. He'll be like, hey, you guys want to go drag state and hang out in the Albertsons parking lot? (laughs) Okay, here's the thing, Clint. Get it right. As I said, it was Walmart. For me and Orem, he's and he said later on said T Birds, he was a Timview graduate, I believe, is, is where Clint is from. So we did Drag State. Uh, there's also a thing called uh, Cruising the Eight uh, in Provo, uh, old movies eight down there, right off of University Parkway. I uh, used to drive around that a lot. So good times. Good times. Eric, get, get excited. Provo's, Provo's a happening place. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we're actually going to catch up with Tim Lacombe, the man of the hour, the lead singer of the Party Hounds, get his take on how last night's show went and how what to expect tonight as all three of us will be in attendance when the Party Hounds take the stage at the Valor. We'll get to all that next right here on the Saturday Show. Breaking down the teams that you're passionate about. Oh, really? This is the Saturday Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yawk and Lundy along for the ride here on this Saturday afternoon on the Zone Sports Network. Uh, Going to catch up now with the man who happens to be singing underneath us right now. Tim Lacombe, of course, does the pre-half and post-game shows for us here on the Zone Sports Network on Jazz Broadcast. Tim, how's it going? What's going on, fellas? Oh, not a lot. Uh, so we need to, first off, evaluate your performance last night. Well, I thought we really put a lot of pressure on the crowd. Uh, I thought we definitely brought the energy. I think our technique was was definitely on point. And, uh, you know, overall, for a band that sees each other three times a year and rehearses about three times a year at those three times we play, uh, I, I think it went, it was, I would give ourselves an A for last night. Awesome. Tim, what, uh, what adjustments are you making going into night two? <laughs> Night two, we have got to you've got to come out and hit everybody in the face early because we're gonna have a lot of uh, a high level crowd tonight, from what I understand. I, by my counting, we're gonna be over in double digits from the zone tonight. So, um, you're you know you guys obviously are making plans to be there. E's gonna be there. Uh, every single host of uh, a show on on the the, the zone is coming tonight. And uh, actually, just got word that uh, my boy Bowler Jack's coming tonight too. Sweet, so Bowler's going to be there. Going, Bowler's going to be there. So it's going to be a blast. If you try to get tickets online, you can't. We're sold out online. Uh, they will sell uh, probably fifty more seats or uh, you know standing room. Uh, fifty more if you get to the floor tonight and are really nice. But um, two sold out shows ain't bad. Okay, I know an old friend of ours, Adrian Leiser, was in attendance last night. Was he going hog wild? You know what, Adrian? I saw he and Amanda, uh, Amanda Smith. Was yeah, there oh yeah, last I forgot about Amanda. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they were just off to the left of the stage, and they were rocking hard. They Good. had a blast, and 
and they both sent me really nice texts afterwards and said they enjoyed it. So um, it was awesome to see them. It's going to be great to see all y'all tonight. Eric's got a question for you. Go ahead, Eric. You sound a little bit fatigued. How are you going to deal with the back-to-back? Back-to-back is tough. Um, today it's a lot of honey, uh, honey tea to kind of coat the, the throat. You know, we do have a veteran in our band uh, of some 30 years has played more rock shows than I've, and I've coached basketball games. And so he, I was actually hitting him up for pointers today. Like, how do you do this? And he's like, I, I just play a guitar and I don't scream like you. So I'm good. <laughs> uh, so kind of I'm on my own here. The veteran didn't come through, but we'll see. We'll see how I do on stage tonight. Okay. So Tim, I, I got to ask you this though. In, I've heard from multiple people that you take on a different persona when you take that stage. Uh, can you kind of explain how you go about that? How do you kind of divorce yourself from what you are in everyday life to the, I'm Tim Lacombe, lead singer of the Party Hounds. The Party Hounds. Well, I'll, I think to answer that question, you know how you can name your cell phone? Okay. Right? Yeah. You, know you can name your iPhone. My iPhone, in the way that uh, Siri uh refers to me as rap god <laughs> so deep down inside of me from a very young age there was a seed planted with rock and roll and uh it's not what i get paid to do but it's, it's what i love to do so there's this dude in there you'll meet him tonight or i don't know if you'll meet him but you'll see him tonight and um yeah y- you know you can't be the same you have the same demeanor as you do in a business meeting or on the sidelines you do at a rock concert you know, you got to meld to your surroundings. So, um, you guys will meet Rock God tonight. Awesome. Uh, Tim, you know, this is the first concert I'll have been to, I was saying earlier, uh, since February 14th of 2020. What kinds of things should I be preparing for, you know, to kind of get myself back into uh, show attending shape, you know, get back into the kind of that rock mode? I would say rusty. bring some head, bring some earphones, or ear, you know, because it's going to be really loud. We're loud, so they sell them there at the Valor. So you can get them or bring them. So I'd say that's number one. But number two, just be prepared to, you know, uh, kind of let go. We're going to take you on a time machine through seventies into the eighties, some nineties, and heck, even to some stuff, you know, fairly recent. So, uh, although they did stop kind of making music in my mind after. I sound like my parents, but you know, you know how that goes. Um, but no, I, I'd say that's probably the most important thing. Just uh, maybe turn turn up a couple notches when you're driving down there tonight, and turn it up a couple notches, and that will help prepare your ears for what you're going to hear. Well, Tim, I can tell you this much: I'm wearing my ACDC Highway to Hell shirt. I will be wearing it tonight. Uh, yeah, excited to go have some fun. And I, it's been many, many years since I've been to the Velour. I've seen many a show there in my day, but excited to go rock out with you tonight. You said about 50 tickets uh, at the door will be available. Is that right? Yeah, about 50 at the door. Ten okay. bucks a piece. All the money's going to Velour. Yeah. We're doing this as a fundraiser for for Corey Fox and the Velour over there. So. Yeah, if you want to uh, have a great time, hear some great music. Um, in all honesty, you know, my guitar player is, is unbelievable. He's been on the mo- awesome music scene forever. and So just to come watch him that close is really, really cool. So um, you guys, the, t- the pointer I give you, the scouting report tonight, stand on, if you're facing the stage, kind of stand on the left side, and uh, and you'll be right on line with Mr. McKinney. You'll like that. 
All right, we will do it. We're looking forward to it. Go rest that voice up, and we'll, we'll of course, be hearing you shred it tonight, all right? Okay, I hope we see here, get some uh, some zone followers out tonight hang out with all these guys. It's an opportunity to, to rock out with the zone. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. You're not going to get the entirety of the station's lineup in one room very often at all. So thanks to Tim for joining us. Looking forward to that. And like you said, there's tickets available at the door. Uh, they're sold out online, so it should be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm, Lundy, you mentioned the fact you haven't been to a concert since, you said, February 14th? February 14th, 2020. It's been longer for me than that, but I'm looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's uh you know, this is honestly one of my favorite pastimes is going to shows, experiencing live, live music. I appreciate that he mentioned the earplugs thing because I, like, that's something that I always, like, every single show, I get there, I park, yep. and it's before I even enter the doors, and I'm like, oh, I oh, forgot no. head, or like, ear, I forgot earplugs again. Yep. Like, and so I, you know, usually have to buy them. Thankfully, he said that they're selling them there, so. We work at an audio medium where I, Trust me, I, I'm I, I'm with you. I've done that many a time myself. Yeah, and man, like high school me, when I was going to shows, I remember seeing people with earplugs and being like, "Why would they do? Like, <laughs> come on, guys!" Like, you know. But yeah. honestly, like it it actually helps the experience. Like, it, you it can, enhances it. In yeah, a way. it yeah. really does. It's one of those things that it took me a lot longer to figure out and to like actually buy into. But now I'm the guy that like I always say, "All right, gotta remember to bring the, the earplugs." show up and I'm like, oh, I forgot him again. <laughs> and so I'm glad, you know, Tim, thank you for the reminder because I 100% would have forgotten. And it's still probably about 50-50 that I will forget on the way down, but we'll you, see. You and me both. All right, thanks to Tim Lacombe. Uh, before we take a break here, we do need to get to our weekly staple. Eric does a lot of good work on the open for this. So let's get to it. Time for Saki. against Thomas Hassel, and Hassel guessed right, but can't catch up to the Rusnak shot, and it's 3-0 around Salt Lake. But none more important than what you're about to see here, if he can convert it. And he does it, but he gets another chance! Puck into the corner to the right of Vasilevsky. Comes out in 
go. Always good work by Eric putting that together. In London, I gotta say, the Lightning have built a pretty impressive dynasty. You talked about this last week, how like they're kind of short-lived in the NHL, which is how the rules, the salary cap situation finds itself, but I gotta say, Tampa Bay's done some impressive things. Yeah, and I loved that call there. You know, lightning strikes twice yeah. as they repeat. That was awesome. You know, and you know, it wrapped up about like we expected. I was actually quite impressed with the Habs in Game Four, being able to pull that one out in OT. Uh, but you know, like we expected, Tampa Bay got it done on, in Game Five in front of their home crowd. So uh, you know, it was a fun Stanley Cup, you know, Stanley Cup playoff. It was a good time there, and. Uh, now it's the off season for hockey. Yep. So uh, got an know. expansion draft upcoming. The Seattle Kraken, I'm so my my Seattle Kraken, as we will call them, will be uh, picking. Uh, they have to pick a player from every team. Uh, it can't be every team. No, they have to. They have to take twenty players overall. Obviously, yeah, and I, you know, each team gets to protect certain I think numbers it's of players. Eight players per team. And then just whatever's left available, they can kind of pick through and do what they want, but. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous about it. Like, I mean, obviously Edmonton is going to protect Connor McDavid, so say. my Oilers aren't going to be losing like their main staple. But it's not like they exactly have pieces that. Who's they can the other afford. one? Drysital. Yeah, Leon Drysital. Yeah, uh, those two guys will be protected for sure. But I mean, they already need help as it is, and they're going to lose some of those pieces where they already need help, and it's going to make it worse. And so I'm. I, I'm worried. I, you know, your, your team has has me worried as an Edmonton Oilers fan. Fear the Kraken. Oh, I, I do a lot already. <laughs> It'll be fun. We'll see what happens with that. Um, Quickly here on the soccer front, uh, Real Salt Lake, a lot of bumpy results recently. Had been unable to find that second goal, but found the second goal Wednesday night. Uh, rolled to a 4-0 victory over the Vancouver Whitecaps there at Rio Tinto Stadium. They are now off until next Saturday when they head to LAFC for a rematch. They faced each other uh, so last Saturday, so six day, seven days ago. Uh, they had a chance in that match. I, RSL should have beaten LAFC in that one. Uh, the hope is now you can go to L.A. and pick up uh, the points there. But good to see them uh, kind of get back into the flow of things offensively. Vancouver, not a very good team. So it's kind of the what is the cure for what ails you. you got to play a quote-unquote road game. Oh, that was the funny part of this. It was a road game at your home venue. <laughs> so weird, but awesome at <laughs> well, the same time. Welcome to MLS scheduling. And I asked, actually, I asked Freddie Juarez about that. Can it be any type of advantage? He's like, well, we get to sleep in our own beds and everything like that. That's the nice part about it. It's just kind of funny that RSL, and it looks like Vancouver's here for the long term. I mentioned to you how they were hoping that by July 1 to be back. They still have not opened the border, so they still don't know when they're going to be able to go home. And it's got to, that, That's one thing about Vancouver. They're, they're fish out of water. I get they've adjusted probably to the elevation and everything, but you're not home. You're not right. playing in Vancouver. Like It's just... Eh. Tough deal for them. But nonetheless, RSL, they're off this weekend. Like I mentioned, they'll be back in action a week from today when they take on LAFC down there at what I like to call Bonk of California Stadium. They spell it B-A-N-C, so I like to call it Bonk of California. It's Bank of California, but you get it. Uh, One other thing, by the way, tomorrow, Euro final, Italy, England. First time in 55 years that England is playing for a quote-unquote big title. We'll see, and they're playing at home, by the way, at Wembley. They're going to be more laser pointers at this one. Uh, that's the interesting part about that. Uh, UEFA has gotten after England, obviously, for that laser pointer on that PK that you actually heard the highlight of. They've charged them 
by the way, if you're going to go to a game and have a laser pointer, what are you doing? <laughs> a technical foul on that fan, by the way. Let's get that out of the way right now. All right. Uh, so I think that's pretty good. Good recap of Saki there. All right, we'll come back on the other side, wrap up today's show, get you some final thoughts and shots before we go. You're listening to The Saturday Show right here on 97.5 FM, 1280 AM, and The Zone Sports Network. Let's go live! We talk jazz, utes, cougars, and aggies, even on the weekend. The weekend! You're locked on to The Saturday Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. It feels weird and kind of almost dirty Dirty. for me to be, like, watching him and enjoying myself while I'm watching him. Nasty. Because he's he is playing at a high level and it, it's fun. I'm enjoy, like I have a good time when I watch the Phoenix Suns play and it got like me watching the Suns. It feels wrong and I feel like I should you need apologize to for that. You need to repent. You don't need to apologize, baby. We all mess around and just watch the Suns sometimes. My name is Alex Lumber and watching the Suns makes me feel things. Oh yeah. How much time do you spend searching for stuff like this? I did that all by scratch. Okay. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was that's a masterpiece right there. Hang that in the Louvre. That was a good job. Well done, sir. Props to Eric on doing that, getting Alex. Once again, I got I got owned last week for sure with the dramatic reading of my Friday night. Man, I, this has turned into like one of the segments that I look forward to most because I honestly I have no idea where it's going yeah. at any. Just uh, well done, sir. Yep, it's a good one. You know, give me a little bit of time with YouTube and audition, and my mind just goes place. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, we've been having a lot of fun today on the Saturday show. It's been a good show. We had a lot of fun. Uh, big ups to Sam Farnsworth. In addition uh, to. Uh, uh, Tim McComb, duh, uh, for joining us today. Um, it's been a good show. We had a lot of fun talking about the NBA Finals, talking some college football, obviously. And college football needs to hurry up, man. Oh, it needs to get here quickly. We're just, just kind of hanging out, waiting for it to uh, get here. But it'll be here pretty quick. That's the crazy thing about it. Like, it feels like a long ways, but it always seems all of a sudden, day, oh, it's here. So Yeah, and it's it's just the best time of the year, in my opinion. It's it's just the, the 12 weeks that I look forward to the whole rest of the year, just chomping at the bit, and, and here we go. Yeah, and see, the funny thing is working in the industry we're in, people ask me, like, you probably love college football season. I'm like, yeah, I love it. But it also, like, I feel like I'm in this whirlwind for three, four months, yeah. and all of a sudden I come out the other side, and I'm like, all right, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who, I, like, where I am. I just, uh, I've is, lost all sense of time. You're sleeping just, in yeah, this it's, morning. It's exactly what it's like. You wake up, and it's just. What day is it? What time? What year is it? I actually spend a lot of the next eight months kind of going back and being like, oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, and that happened. Oh, yeah, what about that? <laughs> it's one of those things, man. It's just uh, In the industry we're in, it's just it's nonstop. Yeah. Constantly from thing to thing to thing. But at the same time, it is an absolute blast to do. 
can't think of anything else I'd rather be doing. And of course, we'll still be doing the Saturday show through it and everything. Mm-hmm. We'll have it while well, it's pre half and post game, not pre half and post. We'll have pre and post game shows for BYU and Utah, the Cougar and you pre and post game shows. We'll all be involved on those. Looking forward to it nonetheless. But a big thank you to all of you guys for your support today on the show. It's been fun to catch up and just. Talk with people each week. That's the fun part. We spend a yep. lot of time behind the glass, all three of us, but it's fun to get on the other side, if it, as it were, talk about stuff. But that's going to do it for this week. Any final thoughts from you, Lundy? Honestly, most of my thoughts are just on uh, how I'm going to fuel before the, the the show tonight. So, you know, I'm going to be looking around for some options. I Obviously, you know, back in my early concert going days, junior high, high school, it was, you know, usually stuff like Taco Bell. I don't think that's going to cut it tonight. You okay. could always but. watch the Suns. That seems to get you fired up. <laughs> you know, the, see, it, it's a different mood, right? You, know, you got to set the mood the right kind of way. And so I'm, I'm looking for a little bit, something with a little bit more spice, a little bit more kick to it. Yeah, good call. All right, that'll do it for us this week. Oh, I still can't get over that. That was. <laughs> Well done, Eric. All right, that's going to do it. This has been the Saturday show right here on the Zone Sports Network. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned throughout the week, though, for DJ and PK, the Hands and Scotty, as well as the big show as well, covering everything going on. And like I mentioned, we'll be back next week right here on the Saturday show. It, it feels weird and kind of almost dirty, dirty. for me to be like watching him and enjoying myself while I'm watching him. Nasty. Sure. Because he's he is playing at a high level and it, it's fun. I'm enjo- like I have a good time when I watch the Phoenix Suns play. And it, guy like me watching the Suns, it feels wrong, and I feel like I should you need apologize to for that. You need to repent. You don't need to apologize, baby. We all mess around and just watch the Suns sometimes. My name is Alex Lumber, and watching the Suns makes me feel things. Oh yeah.